Do you ever feel burned out with your work or your passions and interests aren't quite in alignment with your personal or professional goals in life? My name's Jake Sudnick, and on Finding Self with Jake, I will share advice that's helped me improve my personal life and stories of others that have been able to create more of the life that they want and doing the things that they want. So in, in doing this, my goal is to help you live a life that aligns with the things that you want in life. Now today, I've got a real special guest on, Aaron. How are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, Jake? It's nice <laughs> to be here. Awesome. So for everyone, to give a little quick intro, Aaron Toppin, got the name right? Yep, got it right. I'm yep. starting off good. Perfect. <laughs> so I, I want to let Aaron introduce himself a little bit, but to give you guys a bit of my insight to him. So I believe you're just two years in now. At a very special anniversary yes, was just sir. celebrated this yes, month, sir. right? Yes, sir. With Hit Your Mark? Yes. Two years in business. Awesome. Cool. I, I'm excited to hear about this and learn about it. So I know a little tiny bit about the production world, event production, yep. but not a whole lot. So I'm interested in sharing and learning about it and helping that get out to my viewers. So if you don't mind giving me a little bit of insight, telling us what you're about, what your company is about, I'd love to hear about it. Yeah. So uh, if we talk about the company, um, yeah. the, the idea was really to create something that kind of pulls emotions out of an event. Um, okay. So that you think of the name, it's Hit Your Mark Productions, right? Mm -hmm. So when you think about the world of theater, hitting your mark is if you stand in this right spot on stage, the light can hit you in the right way. If you hit the note properly or deliver your line properly, that is hitting the mark, right? Okay. So when I look at the event world, a birthday party, a baby shower, uh, a Thanksgiving dinner, they're all major productions, right? Yeah, so yeah. to have an event company that is Hit Your Mark Productions is where it kind of stems from. We look at events in the world of what are the emotional moments in that. So if it is the baby shower, is it really the food? Is it really the drinks? Is it really the party stuff? No, it's that emotional attachment that happens in that event. And that's what we try to pull out with our company. That's interesting. Yeah. So it's more about grasping about what the feeling of that event is. And instead of making the it, the kind of using the details to explain expand on that. Absolutely. Am I catching that right? Yeah. I mean, like, if, think yeah. about a wedding you've gone to, right? Yeah. Like, weddings are fun, right? It's all this great yeah, circumstance. Yeah. But what is the thing you remember and take away? Is it the reveal of the dress when the bride walks down? Yeah. Is it when the guys are standing up there with those amazing tuxedos? You know, or is it the food you have? Like, yeah. it, so it's whatever that emotional moment is what we try to grab onto. So a, a reveal of the dress, the reveal of the bride. Like, yeah. if we can focus on those moments, we want to create uh, events where that's the thing you take away. Okay. So when we create everything we're looking at, what is the emotion that people are going to remember? Not the food, not the cocktail, not the funny <laughs> dance, but how do we capture that real emotional moment? So nice. That's awesome. So uh, I'm interested. So uh, in the in the background of this, how did you get into this field? Uh, what what brought you here? So I've always kind of been in the event-ish world. Okay. I spent a decade in alcohol. Okay. Um, as a sales rep launching brands for two major companies. Um, so you were, you were invitations, the environment, the decor. Like as a liquor sales rep, you were almost in charge of the entire experience. Okay. So that was 10 years. Go before that, my family, I'm the youngest. Uh, there's, I have six older siblings. Oh, boy. Okay. So gotcha. being the youngest, uh, we were a family of parties. So it was nothing for us. I mean, a family gathering for a small child's party is 40 people before a friend is invited. Okay. So entertaining and parties have been something that's been in my like DNA since I was a young child. So you turn that into professional with alcohol. Yeah, yeah. You turn that into the world of Playhouse Square as their event person. 
you go into a, a another private event company and you start to just hone your skills. So I, I get a little bit where that entrepreneurial drive comes from if you're the youngest of six. Yeah. So you got to be tough. You got to have a little bit of a. If you want a seat at the table, you got to have a little bit of a voice. Yes. That's awesome. <laughs> I love it. So alcohol sales. So I'm actually interested because I had a. Uh, so my my profession's in real estate mm -hmm. outside of what I do here. So for real estate, it's very sales based. How do you think help like working in a sales world? moved you into being more of because you you were working for somebody that now you're you're your own company right, yes. right? that's yep. a big yep. big difference in Absolutely. working for yourself where what did you find as far as like was the biggest change or biggest thing that you was was different in that in that change of field so it, the 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 biggest i'll start with the consistency versus the biggest difference okay the consistency of being a good salesperson in real estate or whatever mm -hmm. is the ability to listen yeah. um and my sales career has been my entire life. But yeah. as I've gotten older, it's looking for the micro-expressions. Like, you're looking for when the person opens up a little bit. Gotcha. Um, and that usually comes from asking questions and really learning the person and building trust, you know? Because nice. there's not really a sale until someone sells no. So if you don't hear a no, you didn't actually start selling. So, <laughs> um, and, but it, it really comes down to just learning about people. So yeah. when I go from being an employee, which was the hardest part of switching my mindset, yeah, yeah. being an, an employee to an owner, that's the real challenge. Because that? when you think about pricing, you know, your whole life you've thought about a, a dollar that's been attached to your worth. Your sure. time is, is this dollar per hour. Okay. That's not how it is as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Because an entrepreneur has to also pay taxes. And we learned that that number is much higher in that sense. Yes. So now you go, well, am I overvaluing myself? And you don't want to devalue yourself and charge lower just to get the job. So sure. that becomes the hardest thing to navigate is putting a value on your time and your worth, mm -hmm. putting that baby out into the world, and seeing if someone's actually going to buy it or agree with that. That's the big challenge. Oh, interesting. So that, and that is, so when you're kind of playing that game of figuring out where you sit in that field, how competitive is the events industry? Is it is it crazy? Like I, I yeah. I'm curious. Like because I don't I don't know a lot of people that that are in that field. And after the past year, we're going to talk about that in a minute yes. too. How the field changed, but so you're in a highly competitive field. Yeah, it's kind of the world where you kind of send your children off to school and hope they all come back safely. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> I mean, you think about it because you know, like you're going to send bid after bid after bid out there. And you don't know what's happening in school. You don't yeah. know what those children are learning. You, 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 you find out a little bit, right? Yeah. So you send out bids and you go, oh, man, maybe I should have saved like $5. Ooh, maybe I should have offered a discount. Maybe I should have. Yeah. And you find yourself having a second guessing moment of, am I too high? But wait a minute, I know what I give my clients. Yeah. Am I overcharging? But I know the value that they're getting. The problem in the events world is sometimes you're sending blind proposals out Ooh. and people don't get to tell you, I really like you, but can you come back and negotiate a little bit with me on price? Ah, okay. That's where the challenge kind of lives. Interesting. So there's a little bit less, I mean, because that was something I was just curious about, too, just in the in the field in general is, like, client acquisition. So it's a little bit less face-to-face -face than, like, when you're in a sales situation where you're talking to somebody right there. Right. So The goal is to always get in front of the client because, yeah. let's be honest, um, in the world that you're into, if you do everything over the phone, you never develop rapport. Yep. You know, and, and that's the real key. Like my brand, if you will, is is rapport. Yeah. I can admit out loud that I may not be the best for a one-off client. Sure. Um, so that that one birthday party. 
Uh-huh. Um, that may be tough because you're learning me. I'm learning you. You don't really know if I'm going to do a great job. Yeah. But after that first one, the referral and the next party and those things, now that becomes a repeat client because you know what you're getting. Nice. That is where uh, my bread and butter is. That's where our company kind of like lives in the sweet spot. Nice. If okay. we get to that first event, you're going to see our work ethic. You're going to see we're going to give you the best. You're going to see us work harder for you than anybody else. Yeah. But we always got to get past that first one. Ooh, okay. So it's really getting into the world of how can you build those referrals. So honestly, that is the perfect segue right into the next part of what I want to talk about here. So you started this two years ago. Mm-hmm. Let's look back what happened two years ago about <laughs> right, the right entire now. entire world crashed immediately. So, <laughs> so was that like a month after you had started pretty much? It was like right then, right? I was literally building for a client that I was negotiating and pinning a deal with. I won't say what the who the client was, sure, but sure. I mean, we were literally everything ready to go. What do you mean you can't stand close to people anymore? Oof. And that was the immediate change uh, of yeah. everything. Wow. And so it, it became a period of hedging your bets. What yeah. can you do? What can't you do? How do you now negotiate? How do you learn these rules quickly and then get back out there and get clients? Yeah, yeah. And it was a challenge. I'm not even going to joke. No, I mean, I've talked to several business owners now just kind of figuring out where people sit with it. And people are still, I mean, it's still an issue for, gosh, restaurant world is crazy for anyone in that. Like, cost is insane. So Mm -hmm. when you're talking about material, that's a whole different thing. So, I mean, in that world where you're trying to navigate that, were you able to, do you think that you found any strength in starting in a time that was so hard? I mean, what... What, do you, what was the challenge for you there, and how did you build up out of it? I will say that the greatest blessing was trying to get this thing going during the pandemic. Yeah. And the reason why I say it was a blessing was because you had the time to learn and do it right. Yeah. We've all ran out in the middle of the street before we knew if we can get across it before. <laughs> uh, like that's you know like we're just gonna do it, yay! And but the problem was is we all make mistakes. Yeah. Um, I was in a class once where it was coined the stupid tax. You know, you start the business, but you don't have everything ready, so it may cost you a couple of dollars. Yeah, yeah. You know, oh, you you went and did this event, but you didn't, you know, cross this T and dot this I. Okay, you have the event, but it's going to cost you a couple of dollars because now you have to make up for that mistake you made. Ooh, okay. So by having the pandemic, you know, you got to build a website slowly and properly. You got to develop your infrastructure slower and properly. You got to develop your team slowly and properly because you didn't have this – I have 20 events, and before I can figure out what we're doing, like I have to boom, 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 boom. Uh, okay. That was the blessing that came out of the pandemic. Okay. Um, okay. Also, I had uh, I, I was able to spend time with my family, and my dad, and my parents, and um, being his uh, being his aid, if you will. Yeah. So that was helpful to grow the business during the pandemic and get us on the right path. So it's it's been a crazy time, even for people that have been in it for years. So it's it's kind of it's interesting though to hear the perspective of being able to take that and make it something positive. I mean, the reason I do this show that we're, you know, we're sitting here doing today is to help inspire people that want to either find their own niche, whatever it might Mm -hmm. be and get out of, you know, whether it's running your own business or just trying to find out what do you have more passion around in life. So, what you do as your career, would you consider it a passion of yours? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you think what, what did the pandemic force us to do? Like, slow down and face ourselves. Yes. And, and, you know, there was a joke of, like, you're either going to really love yourself or you're really going to not like yourself because you spent yeah. so much time with yourself. Ooh. Um, and that, yeah. and that, was a, that was a thing. Like, you know, I, I will admit on, on air, yeah. I think I went to Westeros twice during the pandemic. Wow. You know, okay. and, you know and it was like, because I didn't want to watch and I wouldn't take any more information in. I just wanted yeah. to just 
But it was like, I need to now find myself. You think, when you were stressed out at work, okay. to go have a cocktail with coworkers or friends afterwards, you couldn't do that for a while. It's gone. You think, on a Friday, you're like, I just want to decompress. I'm going to go to movies or I'm going to go to... Can do that for a while. Yeah. So we were forced to learn a lot about ourselves, a lot about our anxieties, a lot about our fears. We didn't have our coping mechanisms, our friends to talk to as much. I mean, hugs might have disappeared for a lot of people for yes. a long time. So you you were almost forced to internalize how to become a stronger version of yourself. Yeah. And I can say that was the biggest thing that I needed to have happen for me. Yeah, yeah. And luckily that pandemic forced me to face that and actually address those things about myself which I hadn't done for years. I feel like by you saying this, like I'm talking to myself right now again <laughs> because I've had this conversation what uh, and solo recordings going over just exactly that thought of like, oh my gosh, that crazy introspection yep. when it's not just forced on you, it's forced on. Like it, yep. it's, it's nice to hear it from other people because I think that so much of us can find relatability yep. in a time where they're like, I, we need it more than ever. My yep. God, man. Like to have something that we can say, okay, there is a challenge that you know it was u- unique to each individual, but still wide, mm-hmm. like wide sweeping. Yeah. So, man, that's that's so interesting to me because, uh, like the just even the the anxiety of it, the the feelings that I had that centered around what I did here. So my mm-hmm. career, and just to give you a little synopsis of you know, not, not to take the spotlight, you're the show here, but what I'm saying is so, because everybody's listened to me talk about myself <laughs> for hours at this point, so. <laughs> Do it, take the what, mic. <laughs> what I'm saying is like that, you know, you, when you're forced with yourself, you kind of really do evaluate what's important. And then being able to say, okay, well, working for myself is important. I need to know that I have that time for my family and kind of restructuring. So mm-hmm. I'm still in the same career field, but I drastically changed how I was operating. Mm-hmm. I was a grinder, man. I would mm-hmm. get out there and I was working like to the point where I didn't see the sun during the day, you know, mm-hmm. day to night. Yep. Not, not that I don't still have days like that that come across every once in a while, but it reprioritizes things yes. a little bit. So in your shift of priorities, now you started that. Were you at Were you at Playhouse right before? Or where Where did you come from so, exactly? So I had a, I had a very interesting drive and journey, if you will. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Uh, Playhouse Square. Um, after I left there, I went to work with Driftwood Catering, um, okay. and they had they had just acquired the a large contract merger deal type thing okay. with Playhouse Square. So I worked with them, and then I went on to Palmer Event Solutions okay. after that. So I went from a very short window in catering um, to a much longer window in it with another event company. Wow. Okay. Um, and and and, I'll, and I will honestly give um, the owner of that company. Her name is Gail Palmer. Uh-huh. Name is Gail Palmer. Excuse me. Yeah. She's a great person. Um, I will tell you, she gave me an opportunity that um, I might have not gotten elsewhere. Okay. Um, I was able to have freedom and the ability to t- to try things that I might have been afraid to do before. Ooh, okay. So, for instance, here's a large event. Take it over and handle it. Uh, okay. I know I can do it. But I've never had someone give me that much free reign. Like, and that you're risk- on it. It's you. It's your yeah. project here. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm gonna be here in the background. We're gonna, you know, we're gonna challenge some thoughts. We're gonna make sure you're on the right path. But, yeah. you know, there was the the breath to make mistakes, but the reward of pulling them off was just the box that you needed to check to go. I can do this. Nice. Um, now, granted, where was every of Every attempt perfect? No. Um, was, yeah. was did you always have a mistake here? Or there, absolutely. It's the world of events. Like they're always fluid. Yeah. However, 
when you throw out these crazy ideas and your client says, okay, yeah, we, we trust you. We'll see what it looks like. Yeah. And then you see the room fill and you see the reactions hit the guest the way you were projecting. Yeah. That's where the reward of events come oh in at. Gosh. You know, it's, I mean, I'll give you the greatest example uh, without saying what the client, sure. who the client was. We, uh, they were bringing in people from multiple markets. Mm -hmm. um, so we decided lunch was going to be a food specific to their region. Okay. So at lunchtime, imagine having uh, shrimp and grits, yeah. uh, short ribs, uh, pierogies, uh, salad. Uh, I mean, it was, it was the most insane lunch. <laughs> and the reaction from everybody walking in the room was, oh, my gosh, this is lunch? Like, who eats like this? Yeah, but but yeah. it was like everybody was so happy and so full and so ready. Like, it set the tone for the evening. That's so awesome. So it's, if we build lunch that way... What do you think dinner is going to be? And so yeah. that, having those moments and that creativity was really uh, a blessing because okay. I had not had that kind of freedom before. Oh, that's, so that's cool. That and I guess that's where it kind of it's those steps that allow you to build confidence. So, yeah. like for the the people listening, for the listener here, when you're working through that progress, so many people get caught up in the movement. So mm -hmm. you know, like you, you talked mm -hmm. about, you talked about like. The, the mistake, or what'd you say, super tax? Yes, yes, <laughs> that, that's yes. a real thing. But on the other side of it, there's there's a value in gaining experience in the place that you're at. And every single thing that we do, even if it's a different field, yep. like you've changed from, from field to field, they carry over and skills are, tr are transferable, yep. right? So no matter what you learn, you can bring that stuff. So now there is a point and do you feel like you had the right jumping off point when you decided to get into this business yourself or, you know, I mean, look, you can't change anything in life, but would you go sooner if you had the option? I mean, so so I will say no. Yeah. Um, and the reason why I say no is because I really, truly believe that everything happens when it's supposed to, mm. and it can't happen any faster than that. I love that. So, because I mean, you think about it, like, uh, the 20-year-old me would not be the same guy sitting here today. <laughs> yes, um, yes. So, and, and, and it, it's kind of this thing of, I believe in this theory um, of... We're all put on the earth for some type of reason, right? Yes. But just like every job, you have to get some type of training or skill or coach to help you get to that point. Yes. So on our life path, you literally have people that will come in and out of your life to either give you that skill set so you can move on, so you can gain this new kind of ability to take that next step. Okay. When you are not listening and you don't have your eyes open and you don't have your ears open, you may not learn that lesson. Yeah. So you're stuck on that loop. So the universe puts one more person in front of you to teach that same lesson over and over again. <laughs> I've been in that loop a couple times. Right, so, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. I've been in that loop. So, but when you finally get past that, now yeah. there's a new confidence, there's a new person that's ready to take on new tasks in the yeah. world. Yeah. And I have been lucky enough to have a lot of great mentors in my path that have got me to this point. That's awesome. So, I love that. I love that. So, uh, And I appreciate you kind of speaking on that thought a little bit just for the people that are trying to make that transition because – the timing is a big thing. People think about that all the time. You know, when do I get out and start that thing that I've been thinking about? Right. And you gotta kind of, you gotta kind of roll with it. At the same point in time, you do have to, you gotta put some action in place. There, and, there's both, right? And, well, yeah. And to that point, Jake, like it's, it's a thing of, I, I, I now use this analogy a lot. Yeah. There's a reason why you don't bake a cake in a microwave, right? <laughs> yeah. You know, it, you have to let it grow slowly. Yes. The problem with our new world with social media is we always assume everything is instant. Like, yeah. if you look at your favorite music artists, you'll hear about some of them either sleeping in a car or 10 people to a room because yeah, they yeah. had to grind. And they never tell you how long that journey arc was. 
I mean, you think Hitchermark Productions, we're two years in right now, yeah. and it's still not perfect. Sure. So sure. every friend, well, how's that event coming going? How's this going? How's it going? Six months in, like, well, it, yeah. it still has to grow and flourish. Yes. And that's the thing that I think everybody kind of misses when you're starting something new or you're starting a project. You know, it's one podcast episode first before yep. you get to 100. Yeah. You know, it's one house sale before you get to, you know. Yeah. And everybody's afraid of that first step. That makes sense. So it's, it's getting out there and knowing the road is long. Yeah. And I will say, because I feel this is important, I've had mentors tell me yeah. when I was building this process, there's a lot of lonely nights. There's a lot of nights where even if you have a significant other or a life partner or you're married, they will never know exactly what you're going through on the journey because yeah. it's your journey. So when you mm. go into the project understanding that it is going to be a lot of lonely nights and a lot of frustrating nights, yeah. and the only thing your partner sometimes do is just sit there next to you, Yeah. if you can go into it knowing that, you can get through the long, hard road. That's so good. That's that's such an important thought because it really is that. And sometimes, and in, in being in that same field, I I felt that. You know, it's funny that you you even bring you brought up the um, everybody focuses on the end. So one of my favorite things before I like have people on, I always like to have like a little pump up or like hype videos that yep, I like yep. listen to to like get myself ready to talk. Yep. One of my favorite ones is that Will Smith video, the YouTube clip of a bunch. I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's a bunch of like the clips of like his little like motivational things. And one of the things that he talks about is how he's like. So um, he's like, I'm not, I was never good at anything, but I was really, you know, I, I kept going after it yep. no matter what. And I think that that's so interesting because people always see that final thing. It's, it's cool yep. when it's been a couple of years and then yep. you're like, oh man, you're killing it. You're doing great. Yep. But you don't realize like I sucked at the beginning. I was yep. not, <laughs> like, I was not yeah. very good at this. Like I, I, everybody starts there, right? We all start there. <laughs> and, and that's honestly, I think that's the, so, you know, if you have a person that has anxiety, you have depression, you have insecurities. Yeah. Like, I think when you can tell that story, honestly, about yourself, yes. you release yourself of that pain, that pressure. And now you can actually tackle these tasks. Mm. You become a stronger person when you take the things that scare you the most and you just turn them out into the world. Yes. Because we're all, let's be honest, we all have a brand. We, no matter what, we are a walking extension of ourselves. Yes. So the moment you're worried about, will my brand be damaged because, oh, I made a mistake, or I, I didn't deliver this correctly, or yeah, th you're, that fear holds people on the sideline. Mm -hmm. The ability to push past that fear and start the business mm -hmm. without having every friend saying, Oh, that's not gonna work. How are you gonna do? You, you, <laughs> you, you can't talk on a radio show. Like, what yeah, are you talking about? Yeah. Well, well, I can because there's always a brand for someone. That's why there's a million versions of Oreos out here right now. Like, you know, like you can find the right flavor for someone. Like, yes. it doesn't have to be everybody, but somebody's gonna eat that gingerbread Oreo. <laughs> that you ginger know, <laughs> that cheesesteak Oreo. Right. What are they doing, man? No, that's, that's hilarious. But it's so true. And I feel like now I feel like you're coaching me a little bit through this here because I had that that same experience like oh my gosh it's just it's wild how how on point that is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. especially when it comes with like the anxiety and depression side of it like man i didn't realize why i was weighed so down because i mm -hmm. denied that for so long yep. i pushed through it for years where i just said nope i'm going to fight it yep. and to the point where like when everything started with the pandemic having to face that yep. it was just like no you're not like that yep. that punch in the gut that like you're like no you're going to deal with this like and then since then, 
one of the coolest things that changed in my business was how you talk about referrals with your company. Mm -hmm, it mm -hmm. changed for me in that way that's like, oh, this is, becomes easier when I'm not chasing every single person. Yes. Yep. And now I'm I'm being true to who I am and I'm tr attracting the people that I want to be around. Yep. So mm -hmm. getting more of that, man, it, I mean, it's kind of step two of the process. Sometimes you got to get into it and get a little bit dirty and figure out what works and doesn't yep. work. Yep. But once you get to that point and you can start building that, Man, that's when it starts to get sweet. It feels good. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. That's, that's the fun stuff. So I love that. Awesome. So what kind of moving forward now, you, you've got hit your mark. Do you have any future goals as far as what you're trying to, what the next step for Aaron is out in the world? Is it build it bigger? Is it is it expand into different fields? I mean, there's... What's it look like? Yeah, there's so much craziness out there. I mean, so so if we start with what Hit Your Mark Productions is living in, yeah. is the lane of finding the people that can help the company grow in this authentic way where you're, uh, there's a culture that I'm trying to create where we can have a team that is not afraid of failure yeah. and not worried about all the past damage from every job we've ever had where someone's been beat down of, oh, I can't do that because when I did this the last job, it's because we, we've all had that kind of PTSD moment at a job. Yep. So it's trying to create a company of a culture that literally is about finding the emotions of events mm -hmm. that actually capture that moment for everything out there. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll use this one example, um, and it's and it's sad because I've reached the age where a lot of my friends are losing a parent, right? Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, I lost my dad. Um, I had one of my close friends lose her dad, um, and, and and it just went all the way down. Ugh. So now imagine a wedding, right, where yeah. your bride, your fiance, doesn't have her father. It's so in the event world Ooh. is how can we still highlight those great moments of a wedding? Yeah. That still have emotional attachment. That's, that, that don't make that moment so painful for the bride if she doesn't have that first dance with her dad, that who's walking me down the aisle moments. Oh, so gosh, it's, yeah. it's trying yeah. to have a team that now we are sensitive of that. Yeah, We can approach that, and we can create moments where that moment can still be special yeah. and not painful. So it's, it's bringing those people into the team that that works with. Wow. Now, I, I hope that your listeners can tell from my voice that I'm a guy. Yeah. So I may not be the perfect person for that moment, but that's having the right team together that can speak to what does that feel like as a woman that yeah. has this moment. Then as my job is, how do we then produce that and make that moment special? You know, wow. that's where we are as a company. What a challenge, though. That is, like, that's a, that's a real, real, like... And to take that on and realize that I feel acknowledging and understanding it is definitely the first part of it, right? Absolutely. So yep. getting through that for somebody, that's that's an experience. I, I mean, I never even, I for some reason, never even thought of that. I guess that's just one of those things that from the outside, if I'm just sitting there attending a wedding, those yeah. are the moments that you don't think of, but it could really be a make or break for the people right. that are putting it on. Like, that's huge. I mean, go a step further. I mean, even as the event planner in the room, like, yeah. let's be honest. As the event planner, coordinator, company, whatever title we want to apply here, yeah. your job is to watch the room and read the temperature. Your job is to make sure the pace of the event is still moving properly. The job is to make sure we don't run over budget by whatever crazy reason. But you're also watching those moments. Like, if you yeah. can look at a bride and see that while the groom is dancing with his mom, and she doesn't get to dance with her dad. Yeah. How do you make sure that moment is special for both the groom, the mom, but not make it painful up there? So mm. you're watching that that dance might be ten seconds now instead of a minute. You, yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, we may fade out a little quicker. You know, you will watch and see. You're watching micro expressions of people. Like yeah. I think, as a salesperson or as a event person or someone who just generally cares for people. Sure. sure. We as a human group, we have tells. 
if I'm looking at your face and I'm noticing your micro expressions, sure, I'm sure. noticing when when you go from a real smile to a, I'm forcing this smile. Mm-hmm. If you are a, a good person, eh, I'm say good person. I don't want to put that weight on anybody. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But like, but if you're really in tune with your 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 client, your crowd, your friends, you will either know then to either pull them out or change that moment for them just so they aren't in pain. Yeah, um, and that's attention. how we look at it. Yeah, right? absolutely. It's really that, and it's it's challenging, right? Because you're 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 paying attention to a group it's not just always one like sometimes it's one person depending on what it is but there's so many scenarios so having that kind of ability to like you said read the room yep it's it's that's so that's interesting so but that's it's great that you put focus on it because i feel like that's something that can make what you do special right right so and you know I, i i totally understand respect what you're going for there that that makes so much sense so there's a goal to make more of that happen with what you're doing currently and see how you can just keep enhancing that experience. I mean, absolutely. It's, uh, I, I will say that when you, if you embrace the world of entrepreneurship, it's now you, you, you stay in that lane. You keep looking for other opportunities to grow and help people. Um, yeah. I, I want to talk about something else I have coming, but I, it's not fully baked yet, so I don't want to do that. You're, um, you're all good. You know, no worries. But, but no I mean, worries. But yeah, it's, it literally is just, it's, it's trying to find events that have emotions and help either further someone's cause, whether it's a nonprofit or a corporate function. Yeah. Like if you can have those things where again, everyone feels special from the yeah. vendor to the guest, to the actual client, to the guest of honor. Like nice. if everyone can feel special in some sense, whether it's just being checked in or walking through the door, it's amazing, whatever it is. If you can make sure everyone feels special, those are the memories that people talk about, not wow. the moment within your event. So. Heck yeah. Awesome, Aaron. Well, I'm, like I said, I'm not going to harp on stuff, but I'll, I will tell you this. what If you put this kind of care and passion to whatever you've got going next, <laughs> I'm excited to hear about what it is. So when that time comes, I'm super, super excited for it. So as far as a lot of people that like live in the self-employed world, running their own business, whatever it might be, they kind of can become very synonymous with who they are as a brand, like mm-hmm. we've talked about. What would you consider... The, you know, between yourself as a brand and yourself as a person, do you do those run very closely for you, or is there something that you would say, well, me as a person, there's a little bit of difference there? So there, I mean, I think there's always versions of ourselves. I mean, yeah. so there's this kind of theory out there called the Jahari Windows. I don't know if you're familiar with that or not. I, I know the term, but tell me a little bit more because I don't remember. It's very weird, and I don't yeah. like the way they describe it, so yeah. I like to tweak it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so like, there's a version of you know how your friends see you, right? Okay. So this is. If I know Jake, this and this and this can happen when he's around. Okay. And there's a version of yourself that you only know and nobody else knows. Mm. And that could be anxiety. That could be I get nervous around crowds. Like whatever that is. But it's only yeah. something that you have. Okay. Then okay. there's a version of ourselves where it's everybody knows it's about Jake when he comes in a room, right? Okay. And the last one is, is the part that no one knows, not even yourself. Uh, okay. So when you think about that with entrepreneurship and and trying to grow the businesses and trying to be an authentic person in and outside of your own job, yeah. so which version is it? So I personally, I'll use me specifically here. Yeah. I do not like public speaking. Ooh, okay. Let and you came it. here. Yes. <laughs> Look at you, man. Thank I, you. I, I don't like it. Um, I <laughs> yeah. don't like doing it in front of large crowds. Yeah. However, I've had two friends in two weddings ask me to give a toast. Oh, okay. So you're going to take the guy who doesn't like talking in front of crowds <laughs> and ask me to stand in front of a room. And, and because... That's the version that they yeah. see of me. That's they know that they see the professional version of myself. And of course you can do this. Yeah. They don't know that in the background I am 
rehearsing this story. I am writing this thing out. I'm, I'm testing inflection in a room to make sure that I'm going to make the joke land or yeah, make the emotional yeah. part hit. You don't see that. You just see that I'm going to stand up here for 30 seconds to a minute and give this speech, and everybody's going to, yay, whatever. But they don't know that about me, that anxiety that comes from that. Wow. You know? And then there's that part when I said, you don't know, and I don't know that window of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. Before I started doing it, it was, can I actually pull this off? Oh, wow. You know, I've been asked of it. They don't know if I can do it because they haven't seen it. I haven't done it before. Can I pull it off? <laughs> Let's just get out here and try it. And I think that's the difference when you're looking at, you know, as an entrepreneur and you're trying to build your business yeah. and you're trying to be separate from who you are personally and professionally, yeah. you almost don't know sometimes. Wow. You know, I believe in having authentic conversations with anybody I come in contact with. That's awesome. So whether that's a friendship, whether that is work-wise, when we're going to sit down and talk, it's going to be a real conversation. Wow. I don't believe in phoning it in. I don't like telling too many half stories. <laughs> uh, you know, but because honestly, like, you, you never know what kind of relationship comes from that. Sure, could sure. I, could a stranger become a great friend? I've been very lucky to have that happen in my life. Yeah, You yeah. know, could a one-off conversation open up a door to some great things? Absolutely. But how do you know that if you're going and having a conversation and you're not being authentic, you're not being real? Wow. That makes so much sense why so many people would be interested in either having you talk <laughs> publicly, because it's funny, when Megan, for everybody listening, Aaron was referred to me by a past co-worker yes, of his. a great friend. Great yes, friend. Yes. <laughs> to, to come on our show here. And she... Her <laughs> description of you, oh my gosh, like he's it's exactly that. So authentic. Oh my gosh, he, t he could talk to anybody. <laughs> and I'm like, so to hear that is almost... It's it's a little bit surprising yeah. to me, even I'm like, well, and and you do you come across very well. I I gathered a, a just a touch, and this is probably just a little bit of like wanting to know the questions, wanting to know what what you come in for. Yep. I always want to deliver to make people feel comfortable yeah. here, and I've got to say. If, if you hadn't said that out loud, I don't think me or anybody else listening would have known for a second. Absolutely. And and I tell you, but that's that that's that's like getting to that core of yourself. So when you're really yeah. talking about that, you know, self-healing and that believing in yourself, yeah. when you can admit out loud that I have fears too. Yes. And the more you can say to people, I have this insecurity about myself, you take the power away from that insecurity, mm. that fear dissipates, and now you can actually go out and be a more confident version of yourself. I mean, I'll be honest, I, when, I, when I say out loud to the universe, I'm very lucky and honored to have the amount of friends that I have that are yeah. real friends, not transactional friends, yes. real friends that they will show up for me, not because I did this for them or, no, real genuine friendships yeah. is because I, a long time ago, decided I'm going to be very open and honest with any of the fears I have yeah. because by telling that story consistently and constantly, they trust me to then share similar experiences about what they're going through. Wow. And through that honesty and that openness of those relationships, you have real friends. Mm -hmm. You have confidence because your circle around you really believes in you. You believe in them. If you're having a rough moment, they are there to support you. Yeah. When they're having a rough moment, they know you show up without even having to ask you to show up. Wow. That is the, the, the beauty of talking about your fears, your insecurities, and your and all your anxieties yeah. openly. So in that in that process of kind of because that's like a self-actualization process, right? Mm -hmm. To mm -hmm. have that happen. For you, was there a turning point in your life when you when you realized that more where you kind of where you took more ownership, or have you always had that where you felt like 
Absolutely not. There was, okay. there was a there was a super insecure, introverted person. Yeah. But that kid was put away in goodness grade school, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and 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 it's funny. My my parents gave me this advice, which was, you know, just you have to wear armor. You know, you just put on armor, you put on shields yeah. or whatever. The problem was there was an early point in my life I honestly felt that I had so much armor on I didn't remember who I was Ooh. authentically anymore. Yeah, yeah. Um, now I can own that now as an adult because I literally can switch to be in the mode with whoever I'm speaking with. Okay. You know, so if it is a uh, great example, if you spoke extremely fast the entire interview, yeah, yeah, I would speak in that exact same cadence and speed. Makes sense. You know, if a person speaks slowly, then I will actually match that style. Yeah. Because I've learned the human nature is a person that may speak really quickly. They've either been cut off a lot or they can never get all their, their thoughts out. So they're trying to get everything out in a couple of seconds. Yeah. But they're also listening in that same way. Ooh, good point. So yeah, if yeah, you are yeah. now not matching the person you're talking to, you're not listening, you're not hearing them, and they don't build yeah. any kind of trust with you because oh. you're not hearing me. You're not seeing me. I love that. And I think that's honestly, you know, when you're working, when you're working about building yourself, it yeah. is about having someone see you, see you authentically and not be afraid of them actually seeing who you are. And I think that's a lot of us. We're so afraid of somebody really saying, <laughs> "I'm scared to death in this room right now," you know, or yes. you know, like yes. you walk into a room and, "All right, take a deep breath," and I'm on, and you know, and that personality comes out, that that room uh, person that's the social butterfly. Yes. Sometimes you don't know that that person goes home and they're actually really exhausted and really drained because even though they spent the last two hours in a room with a bunch of people, they may have actually felt alone because no one really saw them. Absolutely. Wow. Speaking to me again, right to my right to my chest, man. I feel it. I feel it. That's great, though. So I think that almost that almost wraps the last question that I had for you here, too. In closing, I always like ask like to ask my guest to give a little bit of advice to somebody who's kind of going through that process. And I'm going to tell you that was already really good advice. So I don't know if there's anything else that you'd want to leave as far as that person who's kind of still figuring their their stuff out because we all move at different paces yeah. right life happens at different paces for people so whether it's kind of getting into your own career still or just trying to figure out who you are any closing advice outside of what we just talked about here i mean i'll just remind everyone you don't bake a cake in a microwave for a reason you know so it's it's whatever the journey is again if it's self-healing if yeah. it's self-love if it's trying to start a project is knowing it it is a slow long curve and it's your curve. You yeah. don't have to rush it because other people are saying, I'm hungry now. Can I have this cake now? No, I'm still <laughs> cracking the eggs open. You have to wait. You yes. know? But it literally is just take the time and your pace. Everyone has an opinion. Everyone thinks that stuff should be going much faster than yes. you really know it can. And to not allow people to push you faster than you're supposed to. Allow people to do it out of love. They, they really want the best for you. A lot of their own fears internally of they could never pull it off will have them project that negativity onto you of you shouldn't do, you shouldn't try. Let that all go because it's your own journey. It's your own path. And you take it at your own pace. So just don't try to bake a cake in a microwave. Don't bake a cake in a microwave. There's a <laughs> there's closing thought. So that's, that is a great one. Wow. Awesome. So. I want to thank you again for sitting here with me today because it was awesome. I have thoroughly, <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Before we wrap everything here, do you want to go ahead and plug any of your things where people could find you for any any of uh, what you do? I appreciate that. Yeah. I mean, uh, Hit Your Mark Productions mm -hmm. uh, with an S. Um, you can find us online on social. Um, 
I will say, if you want to see that amazing uh, two-year kind of anniversary video, it's on our website and it's on YouTube. Uh, Perfect. But honestly, it's we are we, we're just we just want to help people. Honestly, awesome. we want to meet people where they are um, and just come learn about us. We are more than happy to talk to anybody about anything. So. Nice. I'll link all of your stuff in the show notes too, so anybody listening can find your website really easy. Beautiful. Thank so you. I'll put that video up. Okay. Awesome. I thank awesome, you. Aaron. Thank you again. Jake, appreciate the time. All right, man. <laughs> thank you. All right.